0: Hey folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland from the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. We are presented by ADD Sport, the official betting sponsor of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Big thanks to the Arlingas College Football Classic team and the Aviva team for letting us use the Aviva Stadium. Big guest today, Phoebe Schechter. Uh, Phoebe, great to see you. And congratulations, a couple of weeks ago you won the European Flag Football Championships in Limerick here. First off, how are you and how great is Limerick? It's good, it's good crack, isn't it?
1: Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. You know, I, I drove around because I was trying to find grocery stores, to be honest, and Tesco was everywhere. But when you drive through and you get to see all of the beautiful buildings, the castles right on the water like that, I mean, it's my fir- it was my first time to Limerick. So it was just incredible, the people, all the food you know that's like my main priority really is the food.
0: <laughs> yeah well that's literally what we're famous for isn't it in one sense before we get Mark and just very very quickly I know I was chatting to the Aer Lingus team a couple of weeks ago you were announced as an ambassador for the game we've got FSU Georgia Tech coming out next year that Notre Dame Navy game a few weeks ago was class as well.
1: Oh my gosh you know going into it we knew it was going to be such an electric game and then looking forward to this whole next year I'm, I'm just so proud and excited to be able to work with the Aer Lingus team and now following Georgia throughout the year is going to be incredible something I never thought that I'd ever have the opportunity to do and learn from and just experience college football on a a totally
0: different level and we've got a a guy from Kerry who is playing for Georgia Tech Davis Shanahan and Harrison Butker who we've seen kick the winning field goal at the Super Bowl is also played here in 2016 so it's good this is a good podcast this is a good idea from you I think <laughs> uh,
2: We are going to look back In case you're joining us For the first time In case you took A six month slumber it's We sabbatical. are going to look back On some of the <laughs> headlines Or the biggest stories That we've kind of missed Or had While you were away from us So Yeah I suppose There's been a lot If we go straight into it Biggest story this off season His name's Aaron Rodgers Right <laughs> And it's like I think Aaron Rodgers Loves this Because this is probably The third year Because it's been Two years before this That it's Will he leave Will he retire First of all And then Will he leave in? He is, if you've missed the news, with New York Jets now. And, uh, yeah, are you fed up with his name and we haven't even started the season yet?
0: <laughs> oh, the Bills connection? Yeah, there we go. Oh, the Bills connection. Yeah.
1: All that good stuff. You know what? It's uh, You mentioned sabbatical. I mean, we, how much of a discussion was that? Where has he gone after the season, right? Mm. But I, I think him moving to the Jets is actually a pretty great move right for so long he kind of kept us all on the edge of our seats am I going to go am I not going to go I think he really just likes being talked about a little bit uh, from an Aaron Ross's perspective it'll make that AFC East division so gosh competitive having him there because we kept saying all last year all the Jets need really is a quarterback and a flowing offense
0: I, I'm not sure if it was a weekend that you were in Manchester but whenever they got uh, beat by the Lions in the playoffs and that he, he walked off I think it was Randall Cobb I was like, is that it? Do you think at that moment in time he thought he's gone, like that's it?
1: Well, you know, it's really interesting because you look at Rodgers and you look at him for the past season, mm. and he's not actually a guy that looks or appeared to want to start from scratch. He kind of was someone that wanted to have a have the receivers already built up around him where he'd come in and, and throw. We look back to that first drop of the season, right, Christian Watson, when he dropped that, that fade route, yeah. and it just kind of, you could see Aaron Rodgers be like, man, what am I doing here? And so a lot of us, I think, felt like he was going to actually retire in Green Bay and why why leave there? So it gives me that kind of Tom Brady, Tampa Bay feel where, all right, I'm coming to a brand new team and I'm going to take over and we're going to redesign the whole thing.
0: <laughs> in the bull production podcast here a few weeks ago, I said I thought the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. I stomped by it. Am I mad? I think it's funny because when you look at Aaron Rodgers in
2: particular, like not only was whole trade the he prolonged it for months because obviously it didn't happen Mm -hmm. and what he went off and did was he went into a bunker for what was it 48 hours of darkness and he just stayed and like for some (laughs) weird trippy effects and what has happened ever since I think the best thing for him and he won't admit it but he wanted to be on Hard Knocks because he knows that he's going to be the (laughs) (laughs) storyline and now he's getting back into everyone's good books by looking cool like you know the smug look when he calls a play for Zach Wilson and it works. and it's like, yeah, that's my yeah. boy, kind of thing. So I think that yeah, and did New York Jets? We talked about this all the way back in Limerick that it was a puzzle that isn't just about Aaron Rodgers they are a savage team the defense is going to be one of the best mm-hmm. in the league they already have amazing 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 pieces on that like Garrett Wilson is going to be up. he could be an all pro this year he should be an all pro almost if yeah. Aaron Rodgers is back to his best and I think it's that for years now Aaron Rodgers just has had excuses that he's able to scapegoat so many other people whether it was oh, Mike McCarthy oh, yeah. and he gets shipped off whether it's the offensive coordinator if it's Devontae Adams not being around mm. what's he going to do this year there's no way he gets away with it
0: no no
1: <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I mean, I think for it's a really interesting point because he's always kind of been looking for something. So right now, everything feels like it's flowing well. He's happy. he's got he's brought his guys in, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. But what happens if there is some sort of disagreement? How does he yeah. manage that? Because in the past, he's managed it really poorly. So keeping an eye on that throughout the season will be
0: key. You were very gracious and came on a podcast with myself and Michaela earlier on the off-season. I'm not sure if it was pre or post Brady retiring. That lovable, like, morning when he went to a beach and went, I'm retiring. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> Do I have to work today? I'm joking. It was like, like, He literally done it, like, off the cuff. Um, but I still, I think only really now it's starting to come to sort of terms with he actually is retired. There was a couple of weeks ago where he was, uh, somebody said, I think it was, yeah, you sent me it, I think. Brady's parents were in County Cavan, which is maybe like I think about an hour or so north of here. It's not it's not too far north. Uh, and I was like, oh my god, is he is he here? Is he here? And this <laughs> is where like oh my god. Like, I, I have to give I have to give everyone a shout. Like who knows? But he wasn't here. But he bought he's bought a steak in Birmingham City. He's keeping mm-hmm. himself busy. But this is real. I don't think this is being talked about. Maybe it will start to be talked about this week. This is like a new era. Like this is the first season we're going to have with him. Like especially in in terms of us watching the league, you know, as being fans, but I feel like once the once once a ball is is kicked or caught on Sunday, especially after Thursday, that people are gonna go, "Wow, he really is gone," and it's it's hard, like it's mad.
1: It is, and I think you're right. I mean, it was interesting when he when he bought the stake in Birmingham City Football Club, and you're thinking, "Okay, wow, actually, he's and he's yeah. over here. He's starting to do things that perhaps he wouldn't have necessarily done whilst he was still an athlete." And I think he'll continue to do more and more of that sort of work, really. Um, especially with having some time on his hand and having this year off before some big uh, contract kicks in. Um, But yeah, I think it will be, you know, he's such a, he's such a like emblem of the NFL. And and like you're saying, 23 years, he has been a part of so many people's history and association within the sport. And to not see him out here, I think is definitely going to have a gap, but I also feel like it's leaving room for others to step up to be great. And for a lot of these young quarterbacks, you know, I think, you might still get those comparisons to Brady, but actually the style of quarterback is so different to yeah. who Brady is that, that that relation may be a lot smaller than we think it would be.
2: Yeah. And it is really interesting because for years, for the last 10 years has been such, you know, this quarterback stayed the same, that yet you your Drew Brees setting records, mm-hmm. your Philip Rivers, your Matt Ryan's are gonna be gone now, your Tom Brady, that we had records that were being beaten and we were watching history the whole time, and there's a whole new crop of guys. That go- like when you think about Tom Brady, like he, brings us back to drew bledsoe when he came in and then drew bledsoe thought that he'd have a chance to win the game or the starting job back he doesn't get back brady gets the super Bowl the next year brett bledsoe was traded to the bills and then it went better for initially for the bills with bledsoe and people thought brady wasn't going to work out and like that's all confined to history i feel like we always had a connection to it that the story has now been written and i really think that even in the last few weeks Brady is taking a step back, you know, this time last year, you talk about him, you talk about him. It goes to show that when you step back from the league, you do just become a character again. You know, when he's on TV, like you alluded to in a year's time, he'll be back in public life. But it's funny seeing him as just a family man. He's spending so much time with his kids. And, you know, it's the life moves on, right?
1: Yeah, and I'd be interested to see how he feels this year. Literally just sitting back and watching the game not having a, a commentary perspective, not having an involvement perspective, how does he manage that? Because even you know, relating to myself, my first year not with Buffalo, I was like, wow, this is, I almost don't want to watch it because you yeah. just feel like you want to be there, you want to be a part of it and you'd much rather be in that role than just a, almost like a fan at home.
0: Do you think, and we hope we hope this doesn't happen, but if, do you think <laughs> if, if a quarterback went down and it was a contender during the season, the, the obvious US media, and any media will start going, Will he come back for one more go? <laughs> Do you think he will? Do you think he will? I don't know. I don't.
1: Once, yeah, once you kind of put that official stake in the ground, I don't think he'll come back. I don't see... Because he'll he's ended, I think, on the perfect way, right? And like you said, yeah, on the beach, he did it in, in his own yeah. way to come back for, what, the second time? Yeah. Third time almost? You know, I don't I don't see it happening, but gosh... Never say never when it comes to the NFL. <laughs> it's
2: funny, a couple of weeks ago, he put up a story of himself. He just wanted to show off the shape that he's in. Yeah. And he was thinking, oh, which camp needs me right now. It was <laughs> nice that it wasn't taken too serious. ESPN yeah. and or whoever didn't do a hit piece on it being like, oh, he could be coming. <laughs> I think everyone's pretty happy that he is gone. Well, not happy that he's gone. A lot of people are happy that he's gone. But I think that <laughs> we can be confident that because you weren't for a long time. And I think it was
0: only a podcast about two weeks ago. was mm-hmm. the first
2: time I heard you say, no, I think he's gone.
0: Yeah, and I, and I, I think I don't, really, I don't think I respected him enough during his career. You yeah. know, I think even as a fan watching the first, like I seen him play in Denver twice, and I think it was only when he went to Tampa Bay I really appreciated him that much. So, and obviously we seen him in Munich last year, which was yeah. awesome. Oh, thank God! I mean, yeah. this is like the this is brought up every podcast. So I'm just going to move on very quickly from that. <laughs> there, there, there's a couple of topics on here. Pick a pick a fun one. I'm looking at that. Do you know what? I think that we should look back at what happened in kind of
2: free agency because. It was a very strange free agency In the sense that There was a lot of big names mm. That hung around And maybe they weren't free agents per se But the likes of DeAndre Hopkins Was released from the Cardinals And it took him weeks To yeah. sign on with someone yeah. Eventually he went to Tennessee And everyone was like Well I thought he was supposed to go back With Bill O'Brien in yeah. New England mm-hmm. Because the or he was going to go to Buffalo Or he was going to go to Kansas City He didn't necessarily go to a contender But it goes to show that Tennessee is being competitive this year The same for the likes of Dalvin Cook Didn't have a market initially He's ended up with the Jets Who have a good running back in Brees Hall Who could get injured I suppose Falling into that was The running backs, Michael Had mm. yeah. their weird Zoom meeting Because they're like "Hey, do we get paid more? They've,
0: they've, they've been devalued like crazy That does not happen in any other sport they they go on a Zoom call and just start <laughs> chatting about this. I mean, do you like like I mean you've worked in the league. Mm-hmm. Do you think that position's being highly disrespected? Because I feel it's it's unfair for a player to put so much effort in, and just because they're in a certain position, it doesn't mean that they can get a long term deal. Like we've seen guys like Daniel Jones getting nearly two hundred million dollars this year. Why yeah. can't like Saquon Se- like, Se- yeah. Se- was like yeah. in my opinion disrespected like.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The, the running back position is just such a physical one mm-hmm. that it's probably the one that has the least longevity, right? Which is why an NFL team kind of figures out the ways to negate having to sign any big deals, keeping them on longer, you know, taking that fifth year option, things like that, because they know that they're not going to get as much mileage out of a running back yeah. per se as they would for a receiver or a quarterback, for example. Plus a lot of times you don't necessarily, we don't really have that franchise running back that you might have had back in the day and and now you look at the actual scheme that's being run it's turned into this spread air raid kind of offense where it's all about speed and quickness and but I think teams can't forget the importance of the running back because When you're on fourth and one, who are you going to look to and you want them to make sure that they're going to get you that one yard, right? Almost like we look at specialists, kickers, punters, long snappers, right? We, we may not always value them the same way because you think, oh, they're just, they only need to come on for that one moment. But that one moment, it can be the win and loss of a game, right? So I don't blame them. And I think it goes to show the strength of the community within the NFL, within positional groups, because. For them to come together and say, hey, look, we really need to have this discussion. And, and if you look at the history of the NFL, that's how real change has been made in the past, is when the players themselves come together and have these talks. Absolutely.
2: And do you know what? It is a really interesting one, because look at what they've done at Atlanta. Beaton Robinson is the young yeah. guy who everyone is super excited about. When we were talking to Henry Hodgson recently, he said that he is super excited to see him in London because he is one of the biggest names coming out of college in years. So he's going to get run to the ground it seems which like oh should he protect himself early? but when you look at Atlanta's running back room they have Tyler Algier and in particular Cordero Patterson who was a do-it-all last mm-hmm. year and it's kind of like I'd almost want a career like Cordero Patterson who's bounced around mm. but he's going to be able to play in the NFL for years and versus a Dalvin Cook who would what like 10 million slice off his contract when the Vikings released them They're all in yeah. Jets
0: are all in. <laughs> the Jets I all in. Like, this is like the Rams a few years ago, to a, to an extent. Like, yeah, yeah. Mark's on without the whole, the whole position.
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, but a lot of people also learned from the Eagles last year, right? Look at their running back room. Look at how many different styles of running back that they had. How many different, literally, the number. But they had five running backs mm-hmm. at one point, right? And as a defense to have to try and defend. Hey, if I know that. Michael runs one way and Mark runs another way, but I'm going to have to try and not fall off the (laughs) (laughs) stairs. I'm going to have to try and, uh, (laughs) try and have to defend, you know, all these different styles of play. I mean, that's really stressful on a defense. If I've got someone quick, I'm going to have to react one way. If I've got someone who's physical and you're just challenging a defense. So, I mean, I, I have to say, I love Dalvin cook to the jets. I think that they're just stacking, you know, between the receivers like you're talking about earlier Garrett Wilson, obviously, Lazard, Randall Cobb, Nicole Hardman. I mean, goodness, they are filling that room. And again, like you said with the Rams, right? They have they have one goal in mind this year.
0: I don't blame them. It's been a generation since the Jets last won it, and time will tell what happens. A couple of quick ones. Uh, off-season content is king. It feels like, <laughs> like we, I think I said to to you, like, both on-camera and off-camera, it's fluent. But you see all these little things that pop up during the off-season. I guess first one being the amount of throwback jerseys that are coming on and, and some teams' <laughs> some teams helmets. I'm going to vote first off the best throwback jersey in the offseason by a country mile or kilometre down here for him. Seahawks. Oh,
2: what? Uh, oh, I love
0: it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Sorry, do you want to go? For you?
2: No, go.
1: no, I do. I think they've done a great job and I think, man, like the throwback jerseys is so cool because there's so much nostalgia for yeah. people as well. Plus, it's a lot more income revenue for the NFL. <laughs> I mean, why not? Just keep throwing all the different jerseys back. But, yeah, the Seahawks did a really nice job. But, I mean, their colorways as well are always just like
2: mm, mm. perfect. Oh, <laughs> see, it's so funny because all these teams that release them have insanely nice stuff, like the books with the pewter, the the mm-hmm. orange. The like your... the old, the
0: old And it goes around.
2: to show, yeah. like, why would they change them? Like, that's yeah. a... the Kelly Green for me is the Philadelphia one because yeah. I've always wanted to see it. It's so nice. And it's... why they ever went away from but I'm so glad that we have it come back again. But it's going to be weird. I don't know why they just don't do it. Like it's in, in October or November nominated that it's the throwback and have them all playing in oh, these no, kind yeah. of. I old. Know.
1: Could you imagine that? I mean, again, history, right? That's such a big part of the NFL. Like that would be incredible. I think for fans of all ages to be able to see past and present and yeah, they just look so slick.
0: We see throwback week coming next year. I bet you'll are <laughs> all watching this podcast. <laughs> Hi everyone in New York. Um, could like, you watch Quarterback on Netflix? Like, I watched, my, I binged it. My, I didn't just watched like, it. I binged it. <laughs> what do you think, it, like, my, my, my opinion, and like I said to you, my, my opinion on Kirk Cousins has completely shifted.
1: I think he's I done love him. that. Yeah, I think he's done that for so many people. You know, he's just so relatable. And to be fair, like, Neil Reynolds has always said what a nice guy Kirk yeah. is and just down to earth, but you see him there and you actually see him as more of a, a competitor as well. There's all these things that he went through that we never even saw. You know, you talk a lot about the ribs and, and how he played through that the whole time, but... What a great team player. The way he takes care of himself. He's he's a he's a pro, right? And ultimately I don't think I ever saw that side of him. We don't ever see that side of him. So I think the whole of the world has fallen in love with Kirk Cousins after that show.
0: Like we were honours And he spoke th- He spoke to every media That asked him And he ended up speaking to us For two or three minutes At the end When the thing was starting I felt bad But it shows you Sort of man he is it's Genuinely not funny. You say us I was upstairs Editing well, yeah, something While well, this yeah. man
2: is a suit, Sending me pictures <laughs> Gar-
0: Shout out to hey! Hannah Wilkes uh, yeah. Watching
2: there Hi Hannah I, did, I think I think you spot on That was my takeaway I remember We yeah. got a tweet Asking our thoughts On the show And I said straight away It was that Kirk Cousins really impressed me Early on the show And I suppose He took a lot of flack During the COVID years Because yeah. of his stance on COVID of it and just like we're saying if Aaron Rodgers benefited from hard knocks Kirk Cousins came across as genuinely nice and it's really interesting when I watched it I watched it with my girlfriend who would not be paying attention at all to American football and it was this guy Kirk Cousins really cares and the way he put his body and you see him getting massaged but then if you turn it to Marcus Mariota I actually thought that it shows that Oh actually Passion matters a lot Because I just thought That he wasn't willing To put in that extra Like don't get me wrong He had his friend Cooking the food And all this kind of (laughs) I love getting to see The behind And I thought that was So nice that he was able to bring a high school or was it a college buddy yeah, along the way back. Yeah. That was, but he just came across as he wasn't as into it as a Kirk Cousins is really going the extra yard. And now what could you say about Mahomes? Like, it was just insane to get to. Like, it's house? like, he's oh so young. You see him as, he's like, oh, my God, no,
0: he is a young guy. Like, when he's at the birthday or whatever, he yeah. doesn't want to be in the pictures. <laughs> that's <laughs> me. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh if, you, if you had to pick for the quarterbacks next year, who would it be?
1: Oh, there you go. That would be good. You know, I'd like to see... Justin Herbert, just to see what he's like, because I don't Fishing. feel like there's just is that all, being, yeah, all so it may not be a very exciting <laughs> episode. um Three quarterbacks, wow. Okay, let's see. Let me have a little think about that one because I think there's. I mean, what is Kyler Murray actually like? That would be, not just playing video games. He's a
2: Cardinals fan. So but we actually mentioned this when we talked about it, what, a month ago at this point, And I said, actually, Janelle, Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray would be interesting if they're doing it this year because he's going to be fighting to get back onto the Cardinals team yeah. to protect his job because it could be a really um, shaky year for him because he could be getting traded. Hey, I think we have to throw Josh Allen in there for both Yeah, because I'm like, I to
1: spent too much time with him. I know <laughs> what he's <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: Aaron Rodgers?
1: Aaron Rodgers, You've got to I'm, get I'm that joking. Out of I don't, don't hear Josh
0: Allen would be perfect. Yeah, he'd Josh, be perfect.
1: You know, he would be perfect because people would, people love him already, but you would genuinely fall even more in love with him because of who he is. He's literally just a big kid, and he wants to have fun, and he's there for his teammates, and he's learned how to be a professional over the years. But like, they're just. It's not... Uh, they're just like a bunch of, like, best friends that get to hang out together all the time. And, yeah, I think people would, would love Josh Allen more than they already do.
2: <laughs> it's amazing. Do you know what? I would throw in that we... I'd love to see a rookie. It might be a bit difficult, and yeah. asking him to do this as well, but I feel like we could go along in the journey and start to understand what it is. And young, saying, maybe? Right, and you know how it is.
1: He's so nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We we interviewed him at the draft. Oh, you you were
0: the draft in Kansas City, and yeah. And he
1: was, I think... There was not a single person on on the Sky Sports team that didn't just fall in love with him. All the guys were like, "Wow, we could just talk to him forever." <laughs> so well spoken, just so intelligent and thoughtful about everything he was saying. And yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see him play this year.
2: So himself, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, we have the uh, so show wait. done. Yeah, there we go.
1: If Justin <laughs> Herbert's terrible, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll give Netflix a shot here after yeah. <laughs> this. Um, I guess that, so. Let's Let's look at a couple of things. We we, we had a live event. We're sent off camera. We didn't have we. The NFL came over here in 2018 I think it was Came to Belfast The Waterfront They came to Dublin as well And they had do Do you remember Who was it it wasn't just the guy we're gonna talk about, but there was a stack there. It was the guy from the Seahawks. It was Earl Thomas, Earl was, Thomas. Thomas. was there. Landon Collins was the biggest. Oh, you were there.
1: With Earl Thomas, when they did that little event, we had a little throw off in the end.
0: We were you really there in the convention center that night? I wasn't. So no. Jay Jay comes comes out of nowhere. I don't think anybody expected them with a super, <laughs> and it was like it was a big with, with the Lombardi Trophy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so the whole place went bananas. Yeah. But then uh, we're gonna bring up. I think like it's the first time we're doing this in person. Alex Collins passed away last week tragically at 28 years of age. And he was the, like the only player in the league that, that Irish dance as well. Yeah. It's awful. Our thoughts go to his family. And I had no idea you were in Dublin that, that day as well.
1: Yeah, so you know Kenny, he actually used to be the guy that had to be kind of hurting oh, the okay. sheep, hurting all the players. So he was in charge of taking care of them. And then I was working for NFL UK back then, so we went over there to do the kind of schools event with the kids. And we were there with Earl Thomas, and he, he had his two daughters with him. And so. We just did a school's event, but that was my first and only time I've ever been to Belfast. So I need to to run it back.
2: (laughs) And Alex Collins on that tour went and learned to Irish dance. And I suppose it has been talked about over the last few weeks that it was that a friend of his was Irish dancing and he went along for agility and that's how we ended up taking it but I I had a genuine fondness he obviously had a great year I think it was 2018 Mm -hmm. with the Baltimore Ravens when you know if you're a fantasy player he was your go-to guy but Alex Collins it seems like he was a really 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 sweet guy I know that I I was kind of doing some reading and it was like he he never was completely comfortable doing interviews he always left his helmet on and that that, but that he was the nicest people person that there was and I suppose it was news that we all woke up to and it's Mm -hmm. uh, look Last year we obviously had um Dwayne Haskins passed away in the NFL and that one was like wow in other be- and you felt really sad. But this one felt like it was one of yeah, the closer to home
0: once yeah. for us. And obviously fought what's well, good with this family and yeah. friends at this at this very, very, very sad time. It feels like yesterday that event was, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea you're in Belfast. I feel bad and say hello to you. Well when you you're not even
1: know me, I was a yeah. like, nobody. Well wow,
0: well, come on. Well, hold, <laughs> right, let's we've got four or five minutes. Let let's go into probably the biggest one for fans this year, right? Steelers and Jaguars. So the Steelers were were given the NFL global markets for the, both the Republic and NI, and the Jaguars already had NI, obviously, with the UK market, and they're now given ROI as well. Uh, the Jaguars are committed to having an event, apparently, in Dublin with Neil next year. I mean, I, I'm not sure. If that's not true, I apologise, but I think they, they were they were saying about bringing it. They, they said it on a podcast. The Steelers have a verbal commitment to having an event uh, in Dublin a watch party somewhere sorry in Ireland at some point this year that may have been announced by now because of, it's pre-recorded I don't know but this is pretty cool for us I feel like and this is not a negative thing at all it's it's brilliant to have London games isn't it but I, it's like oh okay it's we were closer to home it's like you, you've seen yourself in Limerick the amount of Steelers gear was nuts like
1: yeah it was incredible and I know the Steelers have done such a great job of really kind of investing and wanting to bring the sport and bring the you know, there were terrible towels at our European championships. <laughs> so to kind of already start to see that community being built and those relationships being built between, you know, the sport within Ireland and then also, you know, the Steelers coming over here. But they've already said they want to do a ton with with the youth, with growing fan participation, with, like you're saying, doing more and more events. And so, so to see them come over in the next few years and... And they don't want to just be a flash in the pan, right? They want sustainable growth, and they want to help people fall in love with the sport as much as the three of us love it.
2: (laughs) It, The NFL UK put out on their social media account recently the top 10 selling jerseys in the UK. And it was the Vikings and the Saints were top of the list, and Mm -hmm. they played in London last year. I was thinking that's kind of the impact I hope that the Steelers and the Jags can have over here, that their jerseys are the ones to fly off the shelves. Because we're very lucky. uh, Potty Clifford, a famous GAA footballer, is obviously it's a big fan. And fun. I think yeah. that it's actually made it quite accessible to a lot of other people, GAA fans, that are kind of like, oh, the Pittsburgh seat. But I think that the excitement in the last few months, anyone listening knows that it's been there because I know people are stopping me a bit. Ask, they're on GA Go, obviously, through the summer, that the excitement has been there and it's been class. I, I, I genuinely, I think it's been class. I didn't think so much would be able to be done mm-hmm. in the last six months since that announcement had
0: happened. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I think even like you're saying, building those relationships, with- relationships with the GAA and, you know, there's a lot of crossover, whether it's from coaching as well. You know, we've already started to have those conversations about kind of that cross teaching and and learning about different sports. And I think I'll be hoping this year to be doing some other stuff with, with Aer Lingus and with the GAA and kind of learning more about that sport too. So, you know, we want to keep building those those bonds and showing the world all these amazing things that that Ireland has to offer.
0: The more the merrier is what I say. Uh, we've got a few minutes left quickly enough. Big year for Sky Sports, we said previously. Uh, we'll not go too much in the plans, <laughs> stuff, but obviously very, very excited for the season. The NFL gets underway this Thursday. Lions Chiefs on Sky Sports NFL on Game Pass also. Uh, give us a bowl prediction ahead of the season. Oh my goodness, oh, I knew it! I hate bowl predictions! Do I, I don't want to ask you about like what's the plan of the season. Uh, I mean, obviously Sky season. Sports, Vegas Super Bowl is a big year. Like, oh
1: my it? gosh, I can't even imagine what the Vegas Super Bowl is going to be like. You know, I'm just so excited to see. We were there and we saw when they're doing Pro Bowl and they're building that massive sphere mm. that is finished. So now we get to see it.
0: It's right beside where we're standing. Is it's, it's it? Be, it's gonna gonna to keep, it? It's oh, gonna be it's gonna keep it's gonna keep us up all night. Blinds. Like I don't know what we're gonna do. I like, hope you like, look out <laughs> the window
1: and they have it as like a blinking eye. That's what I want. And then you just get terrified. That's it. Oh, but yeah. no, you know what? I, I mean, that's gonna be unreal. F one's gonna be there beforehand so we can get a bit of taste of what Vegas is gonna do for these big events. Oh, I don't want to give you a bold prediction because I actually think that the Eagles can probably do this again because of what they've built up. They've recruited a bunch of Bulldogs as well. Mm. So now you've got people who've been playing together for years. I'm telling you that camaraderie and that loyalty and that understanding of how each other works is important. I do like what the Jets are doing. I I can't even lie about that. I mean, it would kill me to say like Bills (laughs) wouldn't be the ones there again, but... The Jets are doing a really good job. That's all I'm giving you. I'm not some sort of solid bold predictioner.
0: <laughs> Have you any final question for Phoebe? No, no. no. I, I think where's it's... your
1: bold prediction? Uh, do you know, what? Uh, <laughs> Jets Super Bowl.
0: <real>. Of course. <laughs> no, well, if, if we're gonna be really bold, I think the Chargers missed the playoffs, I'm not it's not close. Really? Yeah, I, I think the AFC is too stacked. I really do. It is I, think, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be that year, and I'm gonna get all the hate and the comments now from the Chargers fans. I'm sorry, it's not my fault, bro. This like Roy Macro. What about you? My ball take has been that we're getting a 17 team this year, Ooh, and it's is, I can name wow. it. It's the Arizona Cardinals. You, I you, yeah. you were getting abuse of that online yesterday. I seen that you put that graphic up and people oh, went under it. I seen not, that. Not into it's it. Not at a all. good place
1: for them right now.
0: for uh, no, the past few years.
2: But <laughs> they've they've offloaded anything like the Zach Ans the Boy Murphy's. They let them go. Anything that was showing a bit of growth, they were able to keep Buda Baker. They went O line and the like the, their playmakers have all they're gonna step back, I think O and seventeen. That's where I'm going. And that's why the graphic went up recently. Yeah. <laughs> o and seventeen. Um, that is
1: big. That's a big old egg there.
2: You have to look for <laughs> I I leave these little nuggets out there for people to do with them what they want. But it's it's been it's been
0: living online now. Um, Lions Chiefs Sky Sportsman event this Thursday night, Friday morning. I'm uh, on Sky Sports NFL. Are you still doing the her, the her huddle podcast this year? Yeah. The,
1: yes, yeah. her huddle is alive and it's strong. We've done. We've we've got some episodes already recorded, which awesome. is exciting. So some pretty amazing women to speak to that are doing things to change the NFL.
0: Shout out to all of them. Shout out to the whole Sky and sports
1: Hannah NFL. Wilkes in the squad.
0: Yes. yes. Looking forward to London, Vegas. etc. Oh can't wait. Uh, here for people watching this, listen to this. Phoebe literally came up here after being in Limerick, done this. You're extremely busy. We we appreciate you coming here. You, you're, the amount of time you give to people is unbelievable wish you, wish you Neil, the whole crew the very very best this season and uh, as we say here go me and Margot and uh, we'll chat to you soon it's all good fun
1: thank you <laughs>